friends, welcome to the Stellar Human Project podcast. My name is Robin Such, and I will be your host for today's adventure. For those of you wondering what the Stellar Human Project is, well, I'm really an advocate for youth. I believe that it is our job as adults to teach these youth how to know their values, how to stand for their values, how to know when to stand up, when to walk away, how to change their minds with grace, how to move forward with confidence, and how to be the best kind of human they want to be in this world. And to do all of that, we also need to do that same work for ourselves. So welcome to the Stellar Human Project podcast. I am so glad that you are here with us today. Today's guest is a super inspirational young woman. Her name is Brianna. And when Brianna was in high school, she was diagnosed with a couple of learning disabilities. And instead of using those disabilities as an excuse to not achieve, to not push forward with her goals, to let the world have a lower expectation of her, she took that knowledge and used it to empower herself to achieve amazing things and to chase the dreams that she wants to chase. She's super inspirational, and I think it's a great lesson in the power of the diagnosis to help us achieve, not allow us to have an excuse not to push forward. So welcome to Brianna. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get started. So awesome. All right. This is Brianna. I've known Brianna a super long time since she was just a wee little youth. I don't even know if you were officially youth yet when I met you. How old were you? Oh, you preteen? I think I was 10 or 11. Oh yeah. Okay. So you were, yeah. you were right in there. Um, and the reason that I wanted to have Brianna on the, on the podcast today is because Brianna has um, I was going to say a unique situation, but I, I think not as unique as we think, but we don't talk about it and we don't handle it as well as Brian has handled it. It sounds big. It's not a big <laughs> deal. I'm making it sound really huge, but it's not. Um, so Brianna, you were, when you were, was it you were in junior high or high school when you were diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was in grade 10. Okay. Grade 10. Yep. Okay. And how did they make that discovery? Um, so there's a couple of warning signs that were missed for quite some time, but they, my, this teacher that I was getting help from, she picked up on it and she was like, I really think that you should actually go get tested for this. Like you're struggling really hard and things that are easy for most. So let's go get you tested. And my parents agreed and went to a specialist and sure enough, I had it. Awesome. So there's an interesting thing. So th first of all, things that I noticed, first of all, is you had a teacher who was working with you and spotted something mm -hmm. and then wasn't afraid to say, I think we should explore this. And then you also had parents who were like, okay, right? I think sometimes kids have one or the other of those or none of them sometimes. And yeah, that's got to make- sad that's got to make it so hard. Yeah. So um, 
what was your sort of average grades before you were diagnosed? So before I I was diagnosed, I was getting mainly like in the sometimes 60s to 70s. Okay. And my favorite grade of all, I would always get 79. I could never get that extra 1% to get 80. And that was always my goal was just get 80%, just get 80%. And every time I'd come back 79, 79. So finally, when I got diagnosed and got the extra aid and help that I needed, that's when I started getting higher grades. Okay. And when you graduated from high school, what what was your average-ish? Uh, I want to say my average. So it feels so long ago now. I think I came out with around an 85 average. Ah, that's a big, yeah. that's a big jump. Yeah. And then you went on to university. Yes. And I thrived there. Like I did so much better than I did in high school. So I think, so nice. I think that's so interesting. And the reason I wanted to have you here is because this particular episode, I guess, for me is as much about, is as much for the youth who might be struggling as it is for the adults who are helping them. Yeah. Because I think, I'm just going to say something unpopular. I think what happens is when kids do finally get a diagnosis of some kind, whether it's a learning disability, it's dyslexia, it's even if it's like ADHD, yeah, they use that diagnosis as a reason not. It's the reason why I'm not thriving. It's the reason why I'm, I'm not doing well in school. I mm-hmm. should just quit school because, or I should be expecting less and people should be expecting less of me because I have this. Yeah. And I think what's so amazing about you is that is not how you looked at this. Mm-mm. You were like, oh, now I know I can find the tools and the resources to do even better than I thought was my best. Yeah. And I I think it's important that both parents and leaders of youth and the youth themselves hear your story mm-hmm. because what you did is different from what we're seeing, at least I'm seeing, a lot of kids do now. Yeah. So I'd love for you to just tell me a little bit about like once you had your diagnosis, how that went for you and who supported you and what you needed and what you didn't need. And maybe yeah. you've worked with kid, lots of kids now too. And so you've seen the phenomenon I'm talking about that, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that because, or you can't expect that of me because I have dot, 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 dot. Yeah. And how I'd like just you to just go ahead and tell me more about like how your mindset was different than what we're seeing and how you think we can turn this around. Because I think there's lots of kids who could thrive and be super um, productive in their own lives and reach for goals that may, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe some adults are telling them, oh, you can't do that because you have this, or I don't know. I would just like you to tell me what your recipe for success was (laughs) and where your hiccups were and where your bumps were and where we can do a better job, both as youth internalizing these situations and also as adults who are trying to help them be the very best like you are. (laughs) Well, I guess starting from the beginning, when I first had my diagnosis, it was such a relief. Like I finally understood, you know what? It's not like I am not a failure. I just needed that extra help and I needed some coping mechanisms to help me do the best that I could. And so through learning this, like I had to find out little ways to learn left and right, for example, like 
it wasn't weird for me to stick up my hand and go, okay, this is left. Like if I make an L with my hand, this is left or wearing jewelry on a certain side, you know, oh, okay, this means to go to the right. And even driving, it's still like, it's still a challenge, but you know, you, it's not, I'm not going to stop driving just because I can't, I don't know a turn. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the questions you just asked. Um, I guess I decided like it wasn't, uh, this is a hard one to explain. Um, I bet. Yeah. The most help that I got was from my family for sure. And them saying like, oh, like as a child, like, yeah, we, we thought you were really smart, but then when it came to school, it didn't transfer. And so that was a hard thing for me to realize like, oh, I'm not, I'm not striving here. But then it was like my persistence and my dedication to do well that pushed me to even get the 70 to 79. Mm -hmm. Um, But finally, once I had like the extra time in place and the support and someone even reading my exam to me, then that's when I I could understand the question. And yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, so here's, here's a question that I have for you because you were in grade 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a long time since I was in grade 10, but I remember how hard it is. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is that you got the diagnosis of being, and realized that you needed some extra help mm-hmm. and you weren't, I don't, maybe you're, you were, and you just figured out how to work through it, but you weren't ashamed to ask yeah. for that. And I think it's so hard already to be youth. And I think a lot of the time they don't want to ask, they need the help, but they don't want to ask for the help. Mm-hmm. Was that hard for you at the beginning to say like, this is, this is my situation and I need help getting there. And so I'm curious about that because that's a big leap yeah. for kids that age. Yeah. School was just very frustrating. It was constantly frustrating and you study, 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 and still like you just were not getting the results. I was not getting the results. Um, so it was, it was hard to take that and not feel like it was a me problem. So I feel like that, that was the hard part. But as for asking for help, I did feel guilty initially, like going, even getting that test. Like I was like, oh, like that's a lot to ask for, for my parents and for my teachers to make accommodations. Um, but once I did, it was such a relief. It was such a relief to like get an answer. Mm-hmm. So it was hard at first, but 110% worth it to find out why. Right. You told me an yeah. interesting story one day about um, about dating <laughs> and driving. And you, you oh. made me think of it because of the driving in the car. Yeah. Tell me the driving in the car story. Yes. So my boyfriend at the time, he it's we were driving somewhere in Calgary and he would get so frustrated and he'd, we'd have to quickly turn and say, go left, go left. And I kept going, I do not know what is left. Like you cannot tell me go left because that in my brain, that does not make sense. And so eventually I just told him, you are going to have to point, like you will physically have to point and I will know exactly what you mean. But if you tell me go left or go right, I, we will be going, we'll be going straight. <laughs> I won't even know. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's interesting. i I'm constantly teaching people around me how my brain works. Ah, and... <laughs> I love that. Say that again. You're what? Constantly teaching people around me how my brain works. <laughs> and that's the advocating for yourself part that I'm all about. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. Um, 
So did you run into situations? Did you, I mean, you talked about the teacher who helped you figure all this out. Mm-hmm. And then once you got sort of past the guilt of asking for extra help, mm-hmm. did you run into in high school or post-secondary people who were unwilling or that, and how, and how do you manage that? Like, um, again, I was advocating for myself and I would have to physically show the university I'd have to go into the DRC the disability resource center and show them my diagnosis because sometimes they would not believe me that I needed extra help or that I needed that extra time on my test to for me to be able to have time to read it I'm a slow reader on top of the dyslexia I have uh, math and writing disability so on top of that they eventually once I could prove it they said, okay, yeah, fine. We'll give you the extra time. But yeah, they were not always accommodating. Right. And so your university, do most universities have a, what would you call it? uh, The DRC, a disability resource center. Um, I believe most do. This one, um, once I was a part of it, they had like a private study room for kids. So that was completely like noise canceling and had extra technology. So I believe most do, but I'm not, I'm not fully sure. I think that's great. And it's been a long time since I was in university. So um, I think it's great. And I think it's great to hear that those exist. And I think Mm -hmm. there's probably lots of kids who are like you who don't know that exists. Yes. And it's one of the fears keeping them from pushing forward with their academic dreams, right? Yes. Yeah. Because in high school, it's a little easier. Your parents advocate for you, but you hit university and the goal is to start advocating for yourself. Yeah. And if you don't know those resources exist, it's hard to just go back to struggling all the time. Yeah. I love that. that I love that. And um, going, sorry. No, go. Keep, keep going. Oh, and going back to your point of like using your disability as like a crutch almost. Mm-hmm. I I remember when I would go through a test in high school or university, I could tell when I got a question wrong when it was because of reading it wrong and having dyslexia or if it was simply because I did not study and simply did not know the answer. Like there was a huge difference I could see. I was like, did I know the answer or did I mix up my words? And so that was a really hard learning curve of being honest with myself and saying, did I know the material or was it my brain not reading it correctly? Right. So that was a hard lesson to figure out and be honest and say, you know what? No, I actually could have studied harder. It wasn't the dyslexia that got in my way. Uh, There's a reason why I love you so (laughs) much. I think that being honest with yourself and owning what's yours Mm -hmm. to own is such a huge lesson. And I hope there's like a million youth listening to this because (laughs) whether you have dyslexia or any learning disabilities, or you're just like a regular human who has, doesn't have any of that. Not that you're not a regular human that did not come out right, but you know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. Um, There's a shortage of owning our crap. Yep right? In adults too. In adults too. Um, So I love that you figured that out and you were willing to own like, oh, 
This it was my own fault. Yeah, that was on me. I did not know the material. Uh, and it, it is easier to blame it on something external from yourself, but taking the time to sit down with yourself and say, you know what? I actually could have done better. And it wasn't because I read it wrong or I, I didn't, I was, I read too slow. I read too fast, whatever the reasoning. Yeah. I love this. This is such great messaging. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you were to give teachers, mentors, parents, leaders of youth, a piece of advice for kids Mm -hmm. who maybe are struggling a little bit in the learning department, what would you, what would it be? Um, I would say helping them decipher if it's a bigger problem than not having like your own self-responsibility. Like, so what we were just talking about, um, taking the time to investigate all the options kind of thing and um, looking out for the little, like taking responsibility yourself as a student, looking out for those things for yourself and then advocating to your teacher and then being open and being supportive, not making the diagnosis the cause of everything, I would say, the cause of any failure or because there was times where I failed on my own and it wasn't due to anything else but my lack of trying. But yeah, that, that's a hard one to explain. No, I I, I think you're explaining it great. I think it's very clear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are there things that you experienced that you, or p- things people said who were trying to help this is one of my favorite things. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes when we're trying to help, we're not helping. We yeah. think what we're saying or doing is helpful and it's not. And I think for for us as, as people trying to help you, mm-hmm. that's almost more important than what to do. It's mm-hmm. okay. I know you think this is helpful, but don't do that. Yeah. Um, I would say having a toolbox of knowing many different ways to explain something maybe not just using your words and using a physical aspect like I don't know how to explain that part of can you give me a an example um like say if you were teaching me circus or dance instead of telling me showing me like physically showing me or getting me to physically perform something Right. Rather than just using your words, cover as many bases as we me. can. Yeah, okay. for the learners out there who maybe need more of an oral explanation or the physical explanation or an example, I feel like that's a really great way to have well-rounded teaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about our something for our youth friends? Our youth friends who might be similar to you. What advice do you have for them that they what think what should they do? you know, what, what little nugget of magic do you have for them to help them get through this? Um, taking time to be with yourself and figure out how you learn best. Um, I really took a lot of time and just trying everything. I didn't give up when one thing didn't work for me. Like, for example, I could not read, I couldn't read a textbook. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't know how I'm going to get through university. I can barely read. And as embarrassing as that is, like, and sometimes I do joke about it, 
like, oh, I can't read, but I can. I just have to read in a different way. And so I would get audio books and I would have someone else, like the computer, would, which is so great about technology, the computer reads me the textbook now. And so I'm still reading. I'm still looking at the words, even though I can't follow them on the page necessarily, I'm still reading. And so the whole, our philosophy of don't say you can't, because there's a way to do it. I love it. Don't say you can't because there is a way to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm super grateful that you were willing to share this. I, we've been talking about this for a while and I, I'm i so proud of all of the things you've accomplished. And now mm-hmm. you're, you're going to, am I allowed to, am I allowed to say this? Do people know this yet that you're? Yes. Gonna... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're heading back to school again. Yes. Back I go. <laughs> so, you know, not letting um, anything. This is a gal who doesn't let anything hold her back. She mm-hmm. wants to go do it. She's going to go do it. And I'm super proud of that and your ability to just, just fight for what you want and chase whatever dream it is that's making you happy and change your mind if that's what you need to do. I'm, yeah. I'm super proud of you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming and talking to us. I love that. Well, thanks so much to Brianna for being here. She's an amazing inspiration. Uh, If you have youth in your life that uh, take on any kind of recommendation that you give, I, I think this is a great episode for those youth who are struggling to have a listen to. Brianna is super inspirational and uh, she is chasing her dreams and she's using her diagnosis as a tool for helping her get more out of life. Well, that's it. That's our episode. Head on over to stellarhumanproject.com and join the Stellar Human Movement. The first thing you'll get is our four-week Kindness Warrior Project. This is a four-week project that lands in your inbox with all the resources that you need to spread a little kindness in your world, a little kindness to those around you, and a little bit of kindness to yourself. You'll also find all kinds of information about our upcoming workshops, both virtual and in person, and how you can have our Stellar Human Project team come to your space to talk to your team, your parents, your coaches, and your students. Well, that's it for another week. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. In the meantime, be kind, be love, be a stellar human. Okay, we have a bonus story <laughs> because because after we stopped recording, Brenna had a flash of memory of a great, super great story. Yes, so when I was two, my parents actually thought that I was gifted um, because when I was little, they, they would read me a book at the before I went to sleep and I memorized them actually telling me this book and so they thought I could read. They thought at two years old I could read a full book all by myself but it turned out I just memorized what they were saying to me. So I was gifted audioly, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word, but when it came to reading I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> But that's interesting. At two, you were figuring yeah. out how to manage. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we put all these rules on what should happen with kids and w- what should be happening. Yeah. Like, there's no should. Yeah. We want to learn. It's about learning. And 
at two, you were already figuring out how to make your brain learn. Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought that was super interesting because, yes, they thought I was gifted, and I still am. I still am, but it just wasn't in the conventional sense. Yeah. So I thought that was a neat little tidbit. That is a great story and a good yeah. reminder that exactly that. It's like yeah. uh, the conventional way. Who designed the conventional way? Yeah. And I'm... We, we get stuck in it all the time. Oh, yeah. you should be able to do this by this stage. You should be able to do that. Yeah. And you should be. And if you can't do that, then it's not something's not wrong. It, we no. just have to figure out how your brain does it because you're a brilliant yeah. human. 